Hi everyone and welcome to How to Win the Dating Game. I'm Trudy Gilbert, known as Australia's Millionaire Matchmaker and founder of Elite Introductions International. And today's episode is about why dating apps are ruining your love life. Now this obviously is not a new position, but in light of a new book by major influencer and New York best-selling author and journalist Nancy Jo Sales, we thought it was very pertinent to discuss this. Also, as this podcast series is about winning the dating game towards one goal, not to have as many hookups as possible, there's plenty of material for that. No, it's about finding a serious partner and building a life together. So we need to address this subject early in this process because realistically, if you are using dating apps as your source for love, you are destined for failure. I'm joined here today with Andy, part of the Elite team. And if you are new to the show, he is also my partner. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and uh, we're going to chew the fat today on why dating apps are really ruining your love life. Yeah. So this topic is, like Trudy was saying, is pretty timely because of the new Nancy Jo Sale book. Oh, what's it called again, Trudy? Uh, nothing Personal, My Secret Life in the Dating App Inferno. Yeah, that's right. She, Nancy's pretty legendary. She is famous for a piece that she wrote for Vanity Fair um, quite a few years back called Tinder and the Dawn of the Dating Apocalypse. And we're going to uh, have a chat about this article because it was one of the first pieces to shine a spotlight on the dysfunction of dating and how dangerous it is to seek love through the apps. Yeah, that app went. That uh, article went viral. Yeah, it was the first sort of real spotlight piece on hey, this is this is kind of crazy. It, it's quite amazing because it was back in two thousand and fifteen mm. when you know I believe apps were still in their you know infancy or at least the first few years. I mean, well, t- Tinder started in twenty twelve. Yeah, that it would have it was. By 2015, it was pretty hardcore. Yeah. Like a lot of people, particularly younger people, were using it quite regularly at that point. Mm. Um, so um, let's, let's look at a, a quote from that article, um, which I'll read out to you now. Um, and uh, it's quite, quite interesting. All right. People used to meet their partners through proximity, through family and friends. But now, internet meeting is surpassing every other form. It's changing so much about the way we act, both romantically and sexually. It is unprecedented from an evolutionary standpoint. As soon as people go online, they are using it in a way to find partners to date and have sex with. In the 90s, it was Craigslist and AOL chat rooms, then Match.com and Kiss.com. But the lengthy heartfelt emails exchanged by the main characters in You've Got Mail in 1998, for those of you that are in our age vintage you may remember that movie i know i do uh those emails seemed positively victorian in comparison to the messages sent on the average dating app today i'll get a text that says wanna fuck says jennifer 22 a senior at indiana university they'll tell you come over and sit on my face says her friend ashley 19. wow now sorry about the swearing for you guys if that We'll, we'll put the uh, explicit title. On yeah, the, on I think the we needed to do that. I but, felt a um, bit cautious saying that. Yeah, but it's it it's quite it's quite shocking, isn't it? It's just completely removed any concept of courting and and 
obviously that those kind of comments are being made because they can be. It's, you know? it's outrageous that a platform like that, um, you know, people are volunteering to be exposed to that kind of behaviour. I think it's natural human behaviour where you, you keep removing boundaries and people will keep pushing the boundary and the poorer behaviours will push the boundary and then it will become normalised mm. for everyone else. And that's mm. what happens. You know, it doesn't matter what it's about. In this, in this subject, it's about sex and dating, but, you know, it's just a really natural, unfortunate thing that, that humans do. As we get stuck into this topic, should we just first of all discuss why people use the apps? What is the pro? Why are people there? People mm. still want to connect, right? Everybody on that platform is there for the same reason. So it gives it rather well, than... No, that I would dispute that. They're right, not well, they're all there, there, there for the connect. same reason. They're there, yeah, there to connect, yeah. right? I mean, so whether you're at work or at the gym or at a club or at a wedding or whatever, you there's an array of people in all different stages of life on different journeys. But everybody on an app is there for a particular reason. Yeah, but the problem is, is that that reason is is murky. You know, some people are there just to have a casual encounter and other people are there for, you know, a, a long term relationship. Some people could be there because they just want to get get practiced at dating and they're they're newly single. So they want to go out and meet a few people and mm-hmm. get back into the into the dating game. But hence lies the problem that mm. if you have one intention how do you know that you're meeting people with the same intention as yours? I'm wondering if anybody has that intention anymore. I mean, they probably want it, they, but they know that that's not the place for to find relationships, but they just don't know where else to go. Like, there's, it's very easy to assume there are no other options. This is the way of dating in the modern world. Well, I would like to encourage those people to seek other options. And mm, in fact, we're doing an episode next on how to meet people, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside had of out, outside of the apps and just, you know, be able to use any opportunity as a way of meeting someone. Mm-hmm. Because the apps, I mean, if we really break it down, there are so many aspects that are negative to, mm-hmm. you know, the whole app culture. I mean, firstly... I remember that Vanity Fair article introduced me to the term Tinderella. That was the first time I heard that term. I was like, God... It's just so crazy that there are these, there's now a title for women who are on actively on dating apps and now they have, now they have a, a term for them. Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, mm. what, what about the, the, the men that are on there that are sleeping with three, four, five women in a week? Oh, they're called legends. Yeah, <laughs> so know, I mean, where is the... It's, it's just, it's another platform, but it's the same double standards yeah. that have always been in society. Yeah, know? it's just terrible. I mean... Mm. I refer to it as disposable dating. Mm. There is this mindset behind using the app that there is a sea of endless possibilities Mm. of options for you. You know, you go on the app and you swipe. I think you swipe left. Yeah, I think. I think it's left for no. No, no, left is no. Yeah, and right is yes. Okay. So you go on the app and you swipe left and you just continue swiping and then you might find someone that you like. But that's not how guys do it. Guys just swipe right on everything yeah, and then uh, I've wait, heard wait, that. wait for connections. I've, I remember, I've heard that. I remember hearing years ago because I had a friend that was pretty active on them uh, when it was first introduced to me, you know, maybe five or six years ago. And uh, some guy out of Hong Kong had created a device, a little machine that had like a little rubber spinning wheel that you could put against your phone so you could like, 
you could swipe right like hundreds of times a minute. Oh my god! Yeah, so you could you could buy this this little device that would automatically swipe right on everybody in the system, so you could like give wow. more chances. Wow, he he really didn't want to miss an opportunity, <laughs> did he? Yeah, wow. Um, You know, that kind of approach is just breeding a disposable attitude, you know, towards dating, towards people that they can be easily replaced. Mm. You know, oh, look, I've made a judgment um, of someone based on very limited information, like a photo, Mm -hmm. that we all know aren't even accurate Mm -hmm. or up to date that people famously post photos of themselves 10 years, 15 years younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I know that I've had clients who have told me that they've gone on dates and they've literally looked at the person and, you know, then back at the app and gone... It's not even the same person, basically. What were you thinking? Like, did you think you were going to get away with it? Could you imagine like, if you did that with a... If you were a company and you did that with a product? Oh, my God. You'd end God. up in a courtroom or... De- definitely bankrupt. You know, but but what my, what boggles boggles my mind is that do you think that I'm not going to notice? I'm not going to be disappointed. Yeah. Like you're setting yourself up for failure by posting disaster, something of yourself that's not that's not accurate. I mean, it's amazing. You know, mm. it's mind boggling. So, you know, making an assessment from from a photo of someone that isn't even accurate, mm-hmm. and then swiping and just going, well, I've got so many options. There are thousands of people on here. I'll just keep swiping until I find a, a ten out of ten, mm. or you know, or nine out of ten. But I'm not mm. going to settle for that because that's a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what a horrible way of assessing people. Mm-hmm. What about their core values, their their humor, their mm-hmm. intellect, you know, their compassion or their passion, you know, mm-hmm. all of the traits that make us interesting and unique and help create connection. None of that's being paraded or viewed. It's it's all a, a superficial assessment. Um, if you talk about photos too, I mean, just, they're just so inaccurate anyway. Even if someone wasn't trying to deceive, somebody who's got really strong features can look like a bit too striking in a photo and doesn't look uh, pretty, like male or female. Mm. But the, well, they can but all be real... doctored with filters. They can all be doctored yeah, even with filters. Were, even if they weren't, like that might look, like present well in a photo, but when you meet them in person, it's they're really attractive because yeah. you know you see them moving three dimensional. It's completely different. Yes. someone who can look quite sort of soft and delicate in a photo because they've got softer features Mm. uh, might look really pretty in a photo but when you see them that makes them you know in real life they're less interesting or something like that so just making making these decisions from two two two-dimensional photos is it's it's a flawed system anyway yeah it really it really is um but this whole quick judgment and as i said this sea of this sea of options means that you people are going on dates um, and finding out that, well, you know, that person doesn't tick all my boxes, so I'm going to go back to the app and find someone who does. Mm. There's no investment anymore in getting to know someone. Mm. It's just a quick, you know, it could be a quick wham, bam, thank you, ma'am scenario, mm-hmm. um, you know, which, as we know, the apps um, began mm-hmm. from a hookup culture, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the forefather of the app industry, so to speak, was, <laughs> yeah. was Grindr. Yeah. The whole male geosocial thing and that that whole culture and that's carried through Mm. to now to heterosexual you know obviously going on an app trying to find someone for a relationship is Mm. virtually impossible yeah yeah it's it's just very difficult because the the mentality has been has been uh doctored to to be acceptable and and this whole meaning for sex has been completely normalized 
And it's such a different headspace than where you would be when you're looking for a relationship. That's right. I mean, you look back at the at the quote that we just read earlier and the reference that they made to the film You've Got Mail. You know, I do remember that film, yeah. um, you know, with um, Meg Ryan and Tom I Hanks. think it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. And, and he writes really beautiful emails to mm. her to, to woo her and they really bear their souls. And, you know, by the end of the, the film, you know that they're in love with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but how but can you... That's a journey of love. That's a journey of connection and relationship. That's right. Whereas what's happening with the, with the dating apps, it's a journey towards sex. Correct. So first of all, you're looking at a 2D, 2D photo. Then you're sending a few messages, and sometimes, obviously, it's horrendous. It just goes straight to, "Hey, let's have sex." But if not, they might have a few, like a bit of a chat exchange, and then there's almost an expectation that that's that's the entire courting period. Now, when you meet, like sex becomes expected. So yeah. even if you meet them and you go, "I don't really like this person. I don't probably won't ever see them again." But I've done all this groundwork, so of course we're going to have sex now. Mm crazy yeah it, it it really is i mean i don't know if um if everybody's aware but there was a study done by tinder which showed that 42 percent of people on the app weren't even single 42 mm. percent right. yeah so you're chatting with people that you have no intention of even ever meeting aren't you. even single Not they're, even they're probably either yeah. still in a relationship or they're separated or you know mm-hmm. whatever it is they're mm-hmm. they're they're just wasting your time mm. and chatting because it gives them a bit of a, a rush. It's fun to flirt and have a chat with people. It's and a dopamine hit. It's a dopamine hit. And, he, and hence the next problem with these apps is that there's a, there's a sense of gamification that goes along with being on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got a notification. Somebody likes me. Mm. Oh, there's a message. Who's Who wants to talk to me? It makes the user feel good. So they are more inclined to go back to the app and keep using it. I mean, mm. there was another statistic I read that said something like we're spending, you know, uh, anywhere between three to four hours a day on an app, mm. um, you know, to to try and obviously, you know, chatting, uh, making dates, uh, you know, fostering the relationship to see where it goes. And that's a, that's, that's a huge amount of your time. It's the same emotional lure as social networking, but it's, but it's on and steroids. And gambling. Yeah, and gambling, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's the whole setup is just designed to keep you on the app rather than get you into a relationship. Mm, yeah. The other thing that I want to touch on that we haven't even spoken about yet is the emotional trauma that can come from being on an app and how you are treated. Not you to know. mention the potential physical dangers. Well, yes, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> so mm. let's let's start with the, the emotional. Mm. Um, things like ghosting and catfishing. I mean, mm. we all know these terms because yeah, they've, they've become just become part of the, the zeitgeist, you know, the mainstream. Shocking, isn't it? Because these things happen. And, you know, there's there's no accountability. People can say and do what they want and behave however they, they, they feel is, is, is appropriate in their own minds, mm. which may not be to my standards or your standards, mm-hmm. but yet people are allowed to get away with this. I mean, mm. ghosting people can be super traumatic. Mm. You know, you're in an intimate relationship with someone. Um, you're, you're, you're connecting, you're sharing, you're, you know, you're talking, you're, you're, you're being sexually active, and then all of a sudden, just like that, disappear. they disappear on you. No explanation, no warning, no reason, and you're left completely confused, mm-hmm. bewildered, dumbfounded, 
shocked mm. uh, then you might go into a bit of you know like depression or mourning mm. about what happened did I do something wrong did I say something why did it end and yet that person has just decided well there's another I've got a better option mm. uh, somebody else has come along that I'd rather pursue or you know yeah that was getting too heavy too emotionally invested and I don't want to go there I want to keep it light you yeah, know it's just another example of the whole like if you're allowed to do it, you do it. You know that that can happen. The the you know people with lower character will will push those boundaries first, but it becomes normalised, and then you know it's again it's just a natural human behaviour. All of a sudden, that that stuff becomes acceptable. Like you'll do it because you can get away with it. And that's then, right. And that's and that becomes normal. That's and right. Everybody's forced to get on board. It's quite horrendous it's shocking i think you've got a really good statistic that you wanted to uh, mention about the um the physical dangers of being on the apps oh yeah that uh that columbia journalism one that was in that article um yeah let me find it there it is uh columbia journalism investigations surveyed 1200 women and found that more than a third of them reported being sexually assaulted or raped by someone they met through a dating platform oh my god that is just that's, a third. That's sickening. It's just a representation of how normal, normalised the behaviour has become where you think you can get away with things. And it just, it's, it's a clear indication of how important it is to get to know someone before you <laughs> really get to know someone or find someone that's been introduced or have some sort of character check or, you know, of course, you know, the white elephant in the room is using a matchmaker. But like whatever it is, you find a way to get to somebody with there's some sort of connection some sort of history where they feel reliable mm, to you right. they feel responsible to you that's right that's a kind of small town kind of vibe right you know you can't do something out of out of whack if you're in a small town because everyone's going to find out about it so if that person's part of your community somehow then uh you know this the, there are protections involved you know you have your own boundaries but if there's no no protection then mm. yeah people can behave like cowboys yeah that's right. And even worse. Yeah, it's, it's horrendous. I think that, you know, look, we've really dissed the apps, but, mm. you know, there really are a lot of fundamental flaws with the way that they have been constructed, mm-hmm. the culture, the usage, um, the philosophy, you know, the way that people approach it. And another problem is that they're very male-centric in that mm. it's all about the visual mm-hmm. and it's all about kind of like it's a breeding ground for narcissists who can just do what they want, men meeting as many as many women as they can and betting them as fast as they can and, you know. Well, it's, it's connected to men's evolutionary sort of inclinations around spreading their seed. So it's it's a it's a platform to be able to tap into sort of the Neanderthal version of men, and uh, it goes against the the female uh, evolutionary process, which is to find a mate who can protect her and her offspring. So when you go back to the evolutionary basis, this monolith has been designed to sort of regress men back into like this primal behavior that's so far from the social standard and it's forcing women to go against theirs in order to conform yeah you highlight a really uh a really valid point there Mm. uh which is another great concern yeah you know so look i mean how do we summarize 
you go on an app, you don't know anything about the person's true intention. Mm-hmm. You don't even know if they're actually single. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if their photos are recent or any of the information is accurate. Right. You spend hours a day swiping, searching, chatting with potential suitors. So you're wasting your most valuable asset, which is time. Mm-hmm. I say to my clients, you, you, you could be on an app. You could find someone mm-hmm. or you could be on there for years. It is random luck. Mm-hmm. If you meet, if you happen to meet someone who has the same shared values and vision and and motivation of a long term relationship as you, mm-hmm. it is total randomness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember that whole. Uh, do you remember that whole thing about how many times you have to swipe right? There was some. Uh, yeah, that's right. Was... You have to swipe right on average sixty one times. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and then only seven percent of men will actually contact you. Someone that's been matched. Um, once you've been matched Mm -hmm. and you know and then uh, 21% of women so it was a little bit more likely for for the guys to to get contacted but it was only 7% of men that were doing the contact yeah that's right so that's a lot of time being spent investing in an activity that can't give you a guaranteed outcome Mm, so Obviously, I'm a business owner, so I'm all about ROI. Am I going to invest my time in an activity that just doesn't give me any guaranteed return on my investment? So did you see, back in the day, did you see apps as a threat to you? Like back when they first started and they started to take off, did you see it as a a threat to the business? A hundred percent we did. Um, So much so that we tried to get out in front of it. And I created uh, an online version of Elite. Uh, It was called Ruby Radar. Mm -hmm. And we tried to make it more of a mix of, um, you know, a dating app versus Facebook. Mm -hmm. We tried to make it a classier, uh, more stylized way for people to meet. And we found, though, that the culture just wouldn't allow it. It just kept wanting to get to that hookup stage. And... Mm -hmm. You couldn't it, keep it clean. Basically. We couldn't keep it clean and yeah. it just went against our values, which were, you know, connection and um, common values and interests and sharing more of your life and... Working towards a relationship. Exactly. And uh, and and the beast just just wouldn't, um, wouldn't have it. Couldn't so, yeah, the beast wouldn't be tamed. So we, uh, we decided to, uh, to withdraw from that and return to our core our core model, which which was the, you know, personalized introductions. Right. So tell me when, because now, you know, it's so common, you know, we hear when, when you talk to people that, that are calling us um, about, you know, what their headspace is around dating apps now. So there has been an exodus oh, away from it. There has when been, did that happen and, and, where, and where, what happens now? There has been a total that? shift I've noticed in the last, particularly in the last, I'd say, two years Mm -hmm. there's been a growing um anti-app movement Mm -hmm. uh i speak to client i speak to 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 clients to 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 um you know people who ring up to inquire about the service Mm -hmm. that they are just completely over the apps they say to me i just can't do them anymore Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's soul destroying it's wasting my time uh the caliber of people on there are just not what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. um you know there's no way to check anybody's intention uh, there is a there is a growing dissatisfaction among the the single you know community mm-hmm. that the apps are just not the place to be to find a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you getting that from both men and women? Absolutely, from both genders. I've had 
men say to me that they've been approached by women who are uh, escorts mm -hmm. on the apps looking for clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard all sorts of stories. Well, I was just going to mention that I've got a younger buddy, Enrico, who's a millennial. And, uh, you know, I told him my first thought was that it was more the men that were sort of bailing out of the dating app thing were kind of more mature, looking to settle down and sort of that might have been the 40 plus area. Uh, and uh, he just he just corrected me. He just said, you know, he's got so many mates that are in the late 20s, early 30s that just hate them. They feel like they're trapped inside them the same way that the women do. They might have gotten the reward initially from the sort of multiple sex partner stuff, but they real, realize that they're just not getting emotional fulfillment and they, they, they want more. Mm. You know, it's amazing that it's happening to both genders. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I get a lot of calls from men who are over the apps as well. They're starving for a genuine connection with someone. They want to have a family. They want to build a future with someone and the apps just aren't aren't doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's draw all this together, right? So you're gonna go on an app to meet someone that you have no idea whether they have the, the same intention as you, mm -hmm. whether um, they're actually who they say they are because their photo could be 10, 15 years you know, out of date. Their information probably isn't even accurate. They waste your time and you know even most of them might not even be single if you do meet someone you run the risk of being ghosted or catfished or or any of the other you know emotional mm -hmm. um dramas you know that can happen you might even be physically abused um and yet you are willing to sign yourself up for all of this mm -hmm. and you go back for more yeah. after you've had a bad date well, to see someone else is around <laughs> Why, why would you put yourself through it? It's, it's no wonder that there's a mass exodus and that people are deleting the apps in droves, which is what I recommend that you do. You know, don't lie to yourself. This is not an effective or, or acceptable avenue in order to seek a serious relationship. Okay, so if this is where people are now and, we've, and it's been made abundantly clear that it doesn't work, so what do people do? Well, um, Andy, I'm glad that you asked me because that's the topic for next week's episode. Okay. How to meet anyone anywhere and delete the apps forever. We're going to give you some insights on how you can meet anyone anywhere, mm. how you can turn the tables on the dating app culture mm. and bring romance back, bring connection back. We're going to give you tips and insights on how you can bring connection and romance back into the dating game. Sounds great. We'll see you next week. We sure will. <laughs> Visit TrudyGilbert.com, that's Trudy with a Y, for more amazing resources on finding your ideal partner and nurturing your dream relationship. For great video tips and advice on dating and relationships, visit the Elite Introductions International Facebook page, Insta page, and YouTube channel. Or just go to TrudyGilbert.com and follow the social links at the bottom of the page. <laughs>